Yeah. This be a life, no gimmick. everybody and welcome back to the triple s podcast this is your host brandon smith and in today's episode we have yet another special episode for you guys and it's one that i'm very excited to make been looking forward to it for a long time and today we are basically going to be doing a nfl free agency primer so when it comes to nfl free agency there's obviously a lot to talk about but basically in this episode i'm breaking it down into the teams with the most cap space so i'll kind of let you know who i think the big spenders will be Uh, But there are some caveats with that as well. Uh, The teams with the least cap space, so the teams that are in kind of a bad situation in terms of where they currently stand against the cap with their players. Uh, Then I'm also going to be going through some of my top free agents, uh, different positions. And to round this one out, I'm going to go through six predictions that I have for this year's NFL free agency. So let's get right into it. So for starters, we're going to start out by looking at the teams that have the top 10 most cap space in the NFL. So number one, we have the New York Jets. They have $78.9 million in cap space as it currently stands. Uh, That leads the NFL. Close behind them in second is the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have $78.7 million. Uh, So both of those teams are very, very close at the top in terms of having the most cap space. The other thing these two teams have in common is they're both extremely young. So the youngest team in the NFL as it currently stands, I believe, is the Jacksonville Jaguars. The second youngest team is the Indianapolis Colts. And then third is the um, uh, New York Jets. So those two teams are very, very young and they have lots of cap space, which are two pretty good things. Um, So next up on the list, we have the New England Patriots. They have $64.9 million. Um, If you know anything about Patriots football, They do not like to pay people big money. There's very few people on that roster who make big money with the exception of like Stephon Gilmore. And uh, they they probably have a few other guys that I can't quite think of, but uh, they don't like to pay too many guys big money, which is why they have so much cap space. Uh, Fourth is the Denver Broncos with 46.4 million. Uh, Young team, you know, they don't have to pay big money to a quarterback yet. Drew Locke is still young. Fifth place, another team where they don't have to pay big money to a quarterback. The Cincinnati Bengals, they have $42.5 million in cap space. Uh, Number six, the newly retired quarterback, Phillip Rivers, uh, left the Indianapolis Colts, freed up some cap space for them. They have $41.8 million. And in seventh place, the uh, Carolina Panthers have $37.4 million. Eighth place, my Miami Dolphins with $33.9 million. And uh, ninth place, we have the Washington football team with $32.7 million. And lastly, in 10th place, the Los Angeles Chargers with $31.5 million. So all those teams are among like the youngest teams in the NFL, which helps bring that salary cap down. And they're all in good position to be aggressive in this offseason. And I expect that most of those teams that I listed, the Jets, I can definitely see them being aggressive. The Jaguars, same thing. Uh, The Patriots, they're usually not as aggressive, not as flashy. They might go for more more quantity over, per se, quality in terms of not going all out and spending huge money on one or two players, but getting a few good starting players. Um, All those other teams, though, I do expect them to make strong pushes in free agency to uh, become much better clubs. And now we're going to flip over and look at the top or bottom 10 teams in terms of the least cap space and uh, a lot of these teams are in the negative so let's hop into it 
And the team in the worst cap space situation in the NFL is currently the New Orleans Saints. They are minus $63.5 million in the hole. This number is a little bit deceiving though because if Drew Brees is to retire like a lot of people expect him to, uh, that'll free up $25 million on the 2021 cap space. Uh, they'll still be in the negatives, but it will help a little bit to um, to get rid of Drew Brees' contract on that $63.5 million. Uh, there's also some other players that uh, they may potentially look to move that are a little bit older. Maybe Cameron Jordan, if they are able to trade him, or uh, I don't I don't expect them to release him. But uh, basically, all these teams I'm going to list that are in the bottom in terms of cap space expect them to be releasing some veteran older players and trading players that have big fat contracts. And uh, the Saints, I expect that to be the case. Second place, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. They are minus $50.2 million in the hole. Uh, the Rams are third least cap space with minus 35.8. The Chiefs, uh, now that Patrick Mahomes' money is starting to kick in, they are now in the negatives at minus $22.6 million in fourth place. Uh, fifth place is the Atlanta Falcons with minus $15.9 million of cap. In six, you have the Packers at minus $11.1 million of cap. In seventh is the Vikings with minus $6.1 million. Eighth is the Bears with minus $3.4 million. Number nine, we're finally into the positives. We have the Bills with $1.3 million. And then in tenth, another positive for the Detroit Lions. They have $2.3 million of cap space, which is basically nothing, but at least they're not in the negatives. So like I said, all of these teams have a few things in common. So they either have a lot of veteran players and they've been good for the last little while, like the Saints, they've been good. You know, the Eagles have been good in the past, not really this season, and they have a lot of older players that make a lot of money. Rams, same thing. Chiefs, you know, and that's the other thing. A lot of these teams have big-name quarterbacks that they just paid. Uh, one team that I did want to bring up, and it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they navigate this. I'm not saying it's going to be for sure catastrophic, but it will be difficult to navigate. So the Buffalo Bills have the ninth least amount of cap with $1.3 million. And they currently still have to pay Josh Allen his first huge contract, which is going to run them somewhere in the neighborhood of, you know, in the 40s of millions of dollars per year. 40-something million per year when you have $1.3 million of cap space. That's going to be tough to swing. You're going to have to cut a lot of players, restructure a lot of deals, try and trade out some of your big contracts. So that's going to be quite interesting to see. Uh, that's one I wanted to bring up. The Chiefs, you know, had they had it not been for the, I believe, 45 or close to $50 million that Patrick Mahomes will make next year, they would be in the positives. But, you know, that's the cost of getting to two consecutive Super Bowls. So I always say to people, like, it, it's one thing for a quarterback to get to the Super Bowl on a rookie deal. But let me see if he can do it when he's making big money and his team has to cut a lot of talent around him. Those are the guys that I really, and there hasn't been many of them, but those are the guys that uh, I think really deserve a lot of respect. All right, so we went over the teams with the top 10 most cap space. We went over the teams with the top 10 least cap space, or I guess bottom 10 least cap space. Now what I want to do is go over some of my favorite free agents, uh, guys that are off of deals some of these guys may be uh, franchise tagged which is very popular for high name guys that you don't necessarily want to commit to a long-term deal or you can't come to terms on an amount per year uh, so you just franchise tag them for the one year but uh, i do think that some of these guys have the potential to be finding 
well, definitely a lot of these guys have the potential to be finding new teams this offseason. So let's get into the list. So we have Dak Prescott, quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, we have Aaron Jones, running back for the Packers. Leonard Williams, defensive lineman for the New York Giants. Shaquille Barrett, outside linebacker for the Buccaneers, Super Bowl champion. Matt Milano is one that I really like. He's an interior linebacker for the Buffalo Bills. I uh, really like the way he plays. He's very instinctual in the run and pass. He's fast, can get to sideline to sideline. Uh, he's, I think he's going to get paid big time in free agency. Uh, next up, another guy that will probably get paid, as outside rushers usually do, Bud Dupree, outside linebacker slash edge from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Trey Hendrickson, outside linebacker from the Saints. Uh, then if we're looking at some O-linemen, we have Trent Williams, who is a left tackle for the 49ers. He hits free agency and is definitely going to get paid. Uh, we have Taylor Morton, a tackle from the Carolina Panthers, young guy who I think is also going to get paid. Brandon Sheriff, guard from Washington. Joe Thunney, guard from the Patriots. Corey Lindsey, center from the Packers. Uh, this is also, those are, that's a great group of linemen, might I just say. Trent Williams, Taylor Morton, Brandon Sheriff, Joe Thunney, uh, and Corey Lindsay, you have two guards, two tackles, and a center. That's If you put that together as one full O-line, that's a very stellar O-line, let me just say. Uh, and another group of free agents that is very strong, in my opinion, this year is the receivers. There's a lot of big-name, solid receivers out there. Uh, and to list a few, we have Allen Robinson from the Bears. We have Kenny Galladay from the Detroit Lions. Will Fuller from the Houston Texans. Chris Godwin from the Buccaneers. Curtis Samuel from the Panthers. Nelson Aguilar, who I like from the Raiders, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster from the Steelers, and one guy that I think is kind of a diamond in the rough. Uh, he was drafted fourth overall to the Titans, never really lived up to that kind of draft pedigree though, Corey Davis. Uh, he he definitely didn't live up to that fourth overall, and he's not, he's not that kind of number one bona fide receiver, but he has a lot left in the tank. He's still a young guy in my opinion, and I think that maybe a change of scenery, a new scheme... Uh, and a fresh start could be what he needs to have a breakout career. And he could be, you know, a borderline one and a competent number two receiver, which is very valuable. And I don't think he'll cost that much. That's the other good thing. Guys like Allen Robinson, Kenny, Kenny Galladay, Will Fuller, Chris Godwin, those guys are going to get paid big top, you know, top 10 receiver money where you might not have to give that much to Corey Davis to get him. And I think he still may provide uh, a solid, solid option for your offense. And the last set of free agents that I want to talk about is another group that I like. We have the free safeties and strong safeties. So in my opinion, top of the heap is definitely Justin Simmons, safety from the Broncos. Uh, he plays free, but he's also a very, very skilled tackler as well. A couple other names I like, Marcus May, safety from the Jets. John Johnson, safety from the Rams. Marcus Williams from the infamous uh, Minneapolis Miracle play or Minnesota Miracle, whatever you want to call it, where he missed the tackle. Yes, he is on the list. Uh, despite having a horrible play, that one play, he is a very talented safety, having watched a lot of Saints games. Uh, so I definitely have him on my list. And Malik Hooker, another guy similar to Corey Davis, where you know he's a young guy, was drafted high, has a high ceiling in my opinion, but hasn't really shown too much of it yet. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that because Malik Hooker has shown it, but he's just been injured a lot. When he's healthy, he is he's always getting interceptions, he's always around the ball, he makes plays, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. But I think that if if teams wanted to take a, a flyer out on Malik Hooker, you know, get him for somewhat cheap because he's been injured, like I said, 
uh, but definitely have a player that has high upside if he could stay healthy. I think that that is a viable option, and uh, I'm excited to see where Malik Hooker ends up, if it's with the Indianapolis Colts or if it's with someone else. All right, so we've gone through the teams with the most cap space. We've gone through the teams with the least amount of cap space, and we've even gone through a lot of my favorite free agents in this year's free agency period. Uh, now what I want to do is make a couple predictions, and uh, we'll see how, uh, how those go. So my first prediction, you know, I'm a Miami fan, so it's obviously going to be a Miami prediction going first. I have Aaron Jones signing with the Miami Dolphins for three years, $39 million. That would be $13 million annually, which would put him at fourth in the league in terms of average annual salary for uh, running backs. He would be behind Christian McCaffrey, who makes 16 uh, 15 for Ezekiel Elliott, and 15 for Alvin Kamara. It would put him just above Dalvin Cook. And I think that, you know, whether or not he's better than Dalvin Cook, I don't think he is. I think Dalvin Cook is maybe just a tad better than Aaron Jones is. But that's not necessarily always how it works. He has the upper hand because there's going to be various teams offering for him. So he might get a little bit more than his value uh, in free agency, which is nice for players. So I think that, you know, three years, $39 million, definitely is a fair deal for Aaron Jones. My second prediction, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have the second most cap space. So like I said, I think they'll be aggressive. And this is an aggressive move here. I have them taking a chance on Brandon Sheriff, the guard from the Washington football team, signing him to a huge deal for three years, $45 million, which put him up at the top in terms of average salary for a guard in the NFL. And I like this one a lot for a couple reasons. So like I said, the Jacksonville Jaguars have $78.7 million of cap space, which is second most in the NFL. Signing uh, Brandon Sheriff to an $18 million deal per year, or a little bit over $18 million per year, would still leave them with $60 million plus dollars of cap space, which would still keep them in the top three in terms of cap space. The Patriots would move ahead of them with 64, but they would still have the third most cap space in the NFL after adding one of the best linemen. And having one of the best linemen at a guard is definitely important when you're going to draft your franchise quarterback first overall. So you definitely want to have some protection with him. So that's another reason that I really like this move as well. All right, number three. So now we're going to be keeping with the same theme of new quarterbacks to a city getting a veteran lineman to help secure the offensive line for them. So we're going to be going to Indianapolis where the Colts get Carson Wentz, a battle-tested left tackle, and they signed Trent Williams to a two-year deal for $41 million. Uh, that would put him up near the top of the left tackle uh, average salaries. So if we check here, I've been using Sport Track for um, my cap space numbers and my um, my average annual salary numbers as well. If anyone knows of a better source for these numbers, definitely let me know so I can have a, an accurate uh, an accurate tool to use. But if we look at the left tackle numbers for 2021, which is this upcoming season, uh, number one is David Bakhtiari for the Green Bay Packers. Then number two is Laramie Tunsil making 22 million. Third place, Garrett Bowles making 17. So in my opinion, you know, I wouldn't put him quite ahead of Laramie Tunsil or David Bakhtiari. I would put Trent Williams ahead of Garrett Bowles for sure, though. So somewhere between 17 and 22, that's how I came up with the 41 million, which would be 20.5 million a year. So not quite Laramie Tunsil money, but definitely more than Garrett Bowles money. So I think that's a fair deal. And the Colts get a left tackle to uh, help protect Carson Wentz's blind side. Fourth deal that I think may go down, the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott can't agree to terms on a long-term deal, 
and the Cowboys use the franchise tag on Dak Prescott once again. And uh, what, if that happens, I think for sure uh, Dak Prescott's time in Dallas will be done after the 2021 season, whether he plays under the franchise tag or decides to sit out. All right, for the last two, I have two receiver deals. Uh, I used to play receiver, so I had to throw him some receiver love here. And uh, these are two deals that I think are possible to happen and I think will happen. So number five, we have Allen Robinson goes to, drumroll please, the Cincinnati Bengals on a three-year deal worth $53 million. Uh, I like this move because the Bengals do have a lot of cap space. And when you look at what they need, they definitely need an offensive lineman. But I think that you can go ahead and go after that in the draft. And uh, you can also, you could still sign one in free agency. There's some good names out there, as I mentioned before. You still have guys like Taylor Morton, but he may be retained by the Panthers, either with the long-term deal or franchise tag. Uh, Joe Thunny may be the same kind of situation, but if one of those teams decides not to do that, you can definitely make a run, even a Corey Lindsay from the Packers. Uh, so I think that there's avenues for the uh, Bengals to achieve the offensive line help, but I think they still need playmakers as well. AJ Green doesn't seem to be the answer. Neither does John Ross. I like T Higgins and Ta Tyler Boyd, but you still need, in my opinion, one more big time weapon and Allen Robinson would be that thing for Joe Burrow in the Cincinnati Bengals moving forward and number six like I said another receiver deal this time it's with the Packers who I think definitely also need another receiving threat for Aaron Rodgers so I have Curtis Samuel from the Carolina Panthers and uh, I have him going to the Packers on a four-year 45 million dollar deal so you definitely would have a solid attack with not only having uh, Devontae Adams, but adding Curtis Samuel, and I also really like Alan Lazar as well. Uh, not too sure about Equinemius St. Brown, not too sure about MVS Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Uh, both of them kind of have shaky hands, shaky route running, but if you have those three solid receivers, I think that could be the big three moving forward in Green Bay. Lazard, uh, Curtis Samuel, and then head honcho number one receiver, Devontae Adams. That would be definitely lethal. Alright, and that just about does it for this episode of the Triple S Podcast, NFL Free Agency 2021 Primer. Uh, just want to say thanks to everyone again who's tuned in and watched this episode of the show. Really appreciate you guys for rocking with me. If you're on YouTube, go down into that comment section. Let me know what you liked, maybe what you disliked about some of my choices in this episode. It's going to be a crazy offseason. It's going to be a crazy free agency. And uh, I cannot wait to see how it unfolds for my team and other teams as well. And the nice thing is we don't have long to wait. The new league year and free agency start March 17th. So we're just under two weeks away from the start of free agency when a lot of these deals are going to start to go down. I cannot wait for it. Uh, but again, thanks for everyone for tuning in. I'm out. Peace. Yeah. This be a life, no gimmick.